Hello everyone, James here with a quick announcement before we start today's show. I'll be taking a break from the podcast for the month of May, but we'll be back for our next theme episode where Christina and I will recreate one of our own photos on Monday, June 3rd. If you want to participate and get the chance to have your work discussed on the show, please have it uploaded to social media along with the hashtag TP underscore recreation by Friday, May 31st. Or you can always email it to us directly at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. In the meantime, Christina and Shelly have recorded a special mini-series of podcasts that will air over the next couple of weeks. So a big thank you to the two of them for volunteering to take over while I'm gone. I know that I'm leaving the show in great hands. I hope you all enjoy their chats as much as I have. Thank you as always for listening. I'll see you guys when I get back in June, but in the meantime, enjoy the show. Welcome to Toy Photographer's official podcast, toyphotographers.com. This is Christina Alexanderson and joined by my dearest friend, Shelley Corbett. And what are we supposed to do today, Shelley? We are going to talk about a project that we started three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, a one we put on the shelf, or at least I put it on a shelf and let it lay there and just didn't happen. And we're going to do a podcast series around it instead of what we thought would be a, a book. Ideas change. Yeah, but that's that's a good thing with ideas or project. You can change them and you can do them to something else. So this is going to be a series between you and me talking about toy photography and this project that we called... I don't think it had a name, had it? Uh, no, but it was under the sort of a history of toy photography or what is toy photography. It, the conversations came out of, of us trying to define what is toy photography. And part of defining what it is is defining what it's not. Yeah, let's call it defining toy photography. And that is what we're going to deep dive into in, in this series of podcasts. Let's do it. Yeah, but before we start, I thought maybe we should uh, give the listeners some insights on who are we. Please hit me. Who are you, Shelley? Who am I? Oh, my jack of all trades. That's my latest title. Uh, but seriously, Christina, happy to be here with you. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. And truly, this conversation is long overdue. Who am I? I'm a longtime arts photographer, used to do underwater nudes, moved into toys with the advent of Instagram, discovered a bunch of other toy photographers in a kind of an amusing little community that fed a part of my soul that needed to be filled. And part of me giving back to the community was helping and encouraging better toy photography, which led to all sorts of crazy things and culminating with starting the toy photographer's blog with Brett Wilson. Yeah. Why do you do toy photography? Oh my God, why? My house is full of Lego and they made minifigs. I saw someone take a photo of them. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. I could do that. And then there you go. It just keeps pulling me farther and farther down the rabbit hole. Now I'm trying to get back out and figure out why, why do I do this? What what is it that's interesting? Where is it going? What are the stories I want to tell? And those are the conversations we always have. Why Why do you do photography? If we lift the question, because usually people, when they, I ask, ask a question about why do they do toy photography, they talk about the toys. But actually you did 
photography before. Why do you do photography? Oh my God, you ask the hardest questions. <laughs> ah, why do you breathe? Mm. I don't know. Because it's fascinating, the, the idea of capturing an image, a slice of time, a moment that only a camera can see. I saw that so much in the underwater, the images that I would come up with are not anything you would see in your day-to-day existence with your eyes. It's just somehow the camera shifts it that you see something else there's something behind there's something mystical there's a doorway into another world and that's for me what keeps photography exciting and toys are part of that that's why i think i like yeah go ahead because when i look at your work especially the underwater worlds i see this fairy kind of storyline of the, the mystical and almost Almost the same I see in your toy photography, the woods, somewhere, some other world that doesn't really exist in the, it's a world in between. Yeah, and I want to go there. So we talk a lot in roundabouts about how our photography is a reflection of us and the toy photography and especially the underwater was a lot of figuring out who I am by taking photos and the toys are doing the same thing is what is important to me what are the values that i want to live by what are the stories that i want to be a part of that's all comes out and that subtext is there but most people don't know me they only know the work so they can't read they can't read the language but do you think (laughs) i have to ask this do you think we need insights into the photographer to understand their work uh, or do we or can we fill it with our own imagination our own words our own worlds in between oh absolutely i don't think you need to know who i am but hopefully there's a wide enough door that i've left for the viewer that they can step into that world themselves they can see themselves in the world it connects with them in some emotional or visceral way that touches either their childhood or where they are or makes them happy or smile whatever the response so no they don't need to know who me who i am as an artist i need to allow them space in that work yeah um but i think most people think it's easier to connect to the work when they know something about the artist because it's all we we are my from my point of view people are so lacking the training of actually reading images so they seem to need other ways into the story words or knowledge about the artist or or connecting with the the motive in the picture like uh, uh, um, the model is someone famous or some I know or a famous toy or whatever uh, uh, yes it's easier it's if when someone gives you the roadmap be it because it's a figure that you're familiar with a storyline that you're familiar with or you know the background of the artist then you feel like oh i get that yeah yeah 
And this actually makes me think that I ought to go through to today's theme uh, because we are going to talk about toy photography as some sort of fan fiction. And I don't, I, for me, for me, toy photography and most of the toy photography is really connected to this uh, fan fiction. Fan fiction is actually a theme uh, or a term that comes from literature when people kind of filled out the voyage in the literature or in the comic books and made their own stories through the storyline and actually filled out what they lacked or missed. I love um, Harry Potter, for example, is a, has a huge community on, especially online, around fan fiction, where the G.K. Rowling's is a, is the author. She actually is taking part in this fan fiction and actually filling out the 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 emptiness or the holes in her own stories. Among them, she has come up with uh, that wizards didn't have toilets before the 18th century and before that they pooped everywhere and just magically made them disappear <laughs> i don't think there's a fandom out there that doesn't have fan fiction star wars star trek they all have huge communities that are writing stories or doing art uh comic books two-dimensional posters whatever that is that's fan that's filling in like you said the the gaps that they want to see in the story yeah and they kind of and they actually connect to this audience of people that loves the story from the beginning so you have this hand holding out it and make it easier for the viewer to actually connect to the image or to the art or to the writing Nobody wants our favorite stories to end. Nobody wanted a Harry Potter universe to end or the Star Wars rebel to end. People want that stuff to go on forever. Yeah. But before this podcast, before this, before we actually met up online today, I asked you to put uh, some images in our folder and we could talk about them. And you picked out three and I thought we would start with the first one. You picked this picture of uh, Leia or what is could be another woman with uh, cinnamon buns on on her head sitting in this boat riding towards the sunset and you pick that as part of how you work with fan fiction is fan fiction a big part of your way of doing toy photography no fan fiction is not any part of my over of photography language in any way, shape, or form, if I if I if I touch on a character that's popular, it's by accident. Uh, not to say that I don't have a lot of respect for those who do fan fiction, like Vesa and his Star Wars and his alternative stories that are just that take place just off screen, or like David Kubera and his uh, Iron Man as posed in amazing renaissance paintings as if it's iron man those were those was a great series and and the danny newman's the the the, the his 365 of superman every day that was that one that was a lot of fun so i have a lot of respect for photographers who take a deep dive into fan fiction and give it their own twist 
if I if I if I glance into fan fiction, it's it's an accident, and that's kind of why this one is I chose this image is because it's accidental. As I had was doing a series on my porch sunrise ice shots. Obviously, boats are a big theme and in, in my work, and I wanted a, a a woman, and I wanted one that was obviously recognizable from the back of who the character would be and Layla Leia's buns are I mean they don't it doesn't get any more obvious than that recognizable and I sat on the image for a long time and then uh, Carrie Fisher died an unexpected death and caught the whole community off guard and the the sentiments of of sympathy pouring out and I'm like oh well this is a this is a good time to throw this image out there and so it was this image became my homage to Carrie Fisher. And when I talk about the image, she's in the boat and she's going home to the Grey Havens, which is a Lord of the Rings reference when at the end of the trilogy, they don't actually die. The elves and Bilbo, they all go. And Frodo, they go to the Grey Havens, the home of the elves. So that was my reference because I see this as a story of um, go crossing over the river in Hades. <laughs> we, you don't you don't see Chiron, but he is on the boat, going with her, over, traveling the death over there to the Hades, like they do in the old mythology, the, uh, the Greek mythology. Yeah, it's, it's definitely leaving this plane for another, whichever one you choose to believe in. But um. If I were to look at this and said this is amazing image of uh, Leia and Star Wars, so you say this isn't fan fiction. Is fan fiction when you use? Is this in your from your point of view? Would you say that using the figure from this storyline makes this a fan fiction image? I did say that. You don't think it does? I don't think it does. I don't think it has to. I think that's only one level of the image. And that is only one limit of the, or one level of the image that is connected to our time, to our way of living, to our references. If someone were to find this image in a hundred years or maybe two hundred years, they wouldn't see a figure from a Star Wars movie from the 70s they would see some sort of figure going over some water in backlight on a sailboat and they would actually connect that to crossing over or going on a journey isn't that that isn't that why people use fan use fan fiction use it as a jumping off point because they want to tell their own stories but they can immediately hook into a fan base and but the the difference is at least from my point of view or maybe it isn't maybe it is the same but but the thing i think is because you said i don't usually do fan fiction i only step on these figures when i need them because they are characters of a woman i needed a woman and then i used her so actually you could have used anyone with the long hair would that have would I have changed the image? Would it made it different? Would the story have been a different one? 
yeah, it, then it would have only been the crossing over to Hades. It would only been the a journey. Maybe it would have been more positive because it's a it could be in any woman going on a solitary journey. I believe in the Nietzsche and I think it was Nietzsche said that I don't know. We're all on our. There's a great quote somewhere in my life that was we're all in our own boats. We all are in our own boats. It's just we choose to tie up with certain people at certain times in our lives and journey together with them. But we are always in our own boat. So for me, there is a personal allegory of female solitary boat yeah. journey seeker. But most viewers will only see it as a fan fiction, don't you think? Absolutely. But that's it, that's the point of using Leia is so that people will at least connect with it on that level. They may so not get the shortcut. rest of it. <laughs> it's a shortcut. Hell yeah. Yeah, of course it is. I use it the same I use it the same way. And in the images uh, I suggested for this theme, they all actually I have the one with Leia and, and um, Darth Vader that I think is totally fan fiction. It's I can't be even couldn't be more close to the actual story putting them together in this fantasy dreamy world of being together a father and daughter but on the other hand it is also something else and I could be a story about um, I have have, through my work you you talked about you doing a lot of uh, traveling and solitude woman and journeys and so on in my work with toys I've worked a lot around the relationships between parent and child and there is so obviously uh, this is almost a a paraphrase of my my own work doing the stormtroopers this biggest stormtrooper with a smallest stormtrooper holding up towards the light actually giving him possibilities and I see myself paraphrasing myself through through just through my work with Leia or, or just that image because I didn't do I did the whole series of images between Leia and Darth Vader working with the father and the daughter and actually standing up towards the power or actually trying to be strong and actually finding your own voice as a as a child towards your parent and the dimension between those two that isn't that clear in that image that is more a loving situation or a dreamy one if you actually put the fan fiction lens upon the image you could also put the lens of the uh good versus evil she could be pushing away from him he's so much bigger and he's enveloping her she's being swallowed by the dark when there's the light behind them, but it you can take this in a, in a uh, negative. Uh, no, as... I, 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 I wouldn't do that. For me, it isn't that because the colors are warm and the situation is kind of warm and uh, cozy because of the setting. If I had you used a, a colder light or made it more blue, maybe you could have feel, felt that. I, I, I don't see, I see the more like a, uh, an embrace or wish for a, a connection towards that father that never were actually in the storyline if I'm going the fan fiction storyline she never had a father he actually never connects towards her as a father he only do that towards Luke in the Star Wars saga which is strange and 
very, very, very strange. Um, as le- at least from my part, um, as being a woman with a father, I know that my connection with my father is somewhat different from those I have. My father has with my brother is, it's a, uh, and I can actually see some of that warmth or that love between a father and daughter in that image as well, because I put myself in the image. But then I have lost, then I have lost the the fan fiction stroke. I'm going on that my own storyline and the way I tell stories around toys using myself and my my own experience and letting the toys uh, express those. So I wonder when people do fan fiction are they I know you and I are really overtly telling our own stories and occasionally using fan fiction as a as a way to connect with our audience. I'm wondering if of other photographers who are doing fan fiction are also telling their own stories but their the layers are 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 thicker at the top I can't help but think that that's not there too I think so I think that from my point of view or for me photography is always a reflection of the photographer you pick the stories that are connected to you and I from your experiences you use those when maybe not conscious but but in some way you use them when you choose the the motives and how you set up the the story or the image um so for me just putting your a thought behind the image and how you actually put up the figures and what you want to tell if you want to tell a story that isn't about how you light the figures because then it really doesn't matter what figure it is. But that's more a technical aspect of photography. But as long as when you put yourself into the image or make the choices yourself as a photographer, you always have that layer as well, even though the layers can be thicker as you say it. Yeah, I wonder if, yeah, it, it, I'm just thinking about images and that I've loved and images I've seen flipping through Instagram over like whew, how many years. And the ones that really connect with you, or the ones that I truly connect with are almost always ones where I feel I feel the photographer, even if it is fan fiction, even if they are using their, their favorite toy, they're revealing something about themselves, about human nature, about the human condition. They're, they're taking it to a new level, not just recreating a story they want to see. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think you need to put yourself in the image to actually connect to the viewer. At least for me, you have to connect. If I don't connect with images that are only a setup of a, a beautiful light. I, okay, I like that as well, but I'm a sucker for good light. <laughs> well, what is good light, Christina? <laughs> uh, for me, <laughs> uh, for me, it's uh, soft uh, and um, usually backlit when I use toys, but not always. And I, but I like um, light that is going kind of I like light that uh, oh stays with you kind of long light it I love it when they in in fiction and tv 
put these uh, dust in there and the soft light comes through small windows and casts shadows in the in the setting i really love that <laughs> you actually see it I, I back to your image of the of darth holding princess leia as someone who shot a lot outdoors with bouquet in the background i'm just i'm so impressed how you got the bouquet in the background to perfectly frame them and still get the position of the toys that you wanted that's that's not easy <laughs> but I have trained a lot. <laughs> I did a whole year. <laughs> class, Christina, that says that you can take a class on how to frame bouquet. I haven't seen that class. I don't think training is right the word. I'm going to go with practice. Seriously, a lot of practice. Yeah, a lot of practice. It's actually a puddle in the background. <laughs> the, and the sun is going down in the puddle and then I have these figures in in the foreground sure i've been at that puddle yeah <laughs> i know you have because <laughs> um i mean you and i have photographed toys for a long time in our own way and it really is the small gesture of a hand or a tilt of a head or a lean of a body that can invoke so much uh, of what you're trying to say doesn't take much. I mean, just the smallest adjustments and you, you, you go from, Oh, okay. To Holy crap. That's amazing. And, and so that's why I'm impressed by this one because you're the positioning is right on the fabric of um, it works as these beautiful leading lines into the figure. The white is framing them in this beautiful way. And then like you had mentioned earlier in our conversation, the warmth of the image I think people don't give enough thought into how warm or how cool their tones are and their color and what that is saying to the viewer, how much that's pushing them back or bringing them in. And it's just really all of it works really well to, to yes, force the viewer into the warm and fuzzy reading of this image or encourage that. I'll go encourage the reading that way versus how you could if it had gone dark or blue or you had put a vignette around it, then it might be have a more ominous feel to it. Yeah. Yeah, but that's true. Thank you. Thank you for all those nice words. <laughs> I I only see <laughs> I see I only see the false. I'm not really I'm not really pleased with the the way um, she actually looks at him. I thought that was I put this in on hold and put it in my shelf of maybe this isn't good enough um, because I prefer it like your image when I can't actually see the figure's face. I don't have the need to actually connect with the toy by looking into their eyes or their or actually see how they feel. I think the feeling is somewhere in the light and in the way you pose the figure uh, in your picture that's so I really like that because it's it's I love everything about it it's uh, it's close to my favorite stories about Kieran going to over Hades and I love the way you have put the figure with her back towards the viewer and the fur on the neck that actually connects a with the, how cold it is but she's really cozy and she's warm and she has 
she had she is feeling good at least i read it as she's it's cozy and warm even though she's middle of this big sea and she's going towards the sunset i see it as a sunset and not a sunrise so i've been doing a lot of talk and thinking about metaphors the last couple of weeks and i've and both the images that we're talking about really have a lot of metaphor in them and i think maybe that's what for both of us is so satisfying yeah and i like it when i um when i can actually fill a spot in the image because by posing her with her face towards the the setting or the scene in the image i become her um that is actually how we read images with a character or the motive or the person in the image which are facing the motive or facing the story or facing whatever is happening on the image i become her i um i am the one going with the boat in that melancholic storyline those are the best images when we see ourselves in them and those are my favorite images for yeah. me personally the ones that of of my work that i connect with are the ones that I like, that's me. I'm there. I want to be in that world. That That is me, even if I'm not physically there. And the soft focus in your image is also so amazing because that makes a move, the, the wind or the breeze from the sea really soft and you can feel the waves in the, in the eyes. It's so amazing. It's so well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, I do it i i put it in there because i like this image <laughs> i you, you made a good choice because because you put another image in there that i don't like <laughs> that i really can't connect to and that is totally fan fiction and it goes totally above my head because i don't know the storyline i have this rather slim knowledge about the 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 turtles that lives in the sewage and uh, eats pizza. I know they are named uh, Michelangelo and uh, Rubens or whatever the painters are. This image of Christina is, I know nothing about the turtles. I've never watched <laughs> a single episode, read a no. comic, nothing. I have, I, I bought the figures because everyone likes them and they are kind of cute. And um, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get some, some flack for this. But uh, so... To, to connect with one's audience. And when you're a toy photographer, I guess I like to have it both ways. So I do take on figures and photograph them for the sake of the audience. So I had a, I had this set up and I'm like, oh, sewer. Oh, we'll put a, a... I know that the turtles like pizza. I know that's a huge part of their, of their mystique is their pizza eating. I have no idea where that comes from. I have no idea. Right. <laughs> sewers yeah right yeah. okay that makes sense so this is i put this one in because it's probably the most overtly fan fiction photo i've ever done and i haven't a clue what it says it, it's <laughs> it's so meaningless to me haven't you got any comments on it people that like the turtles <laughs> oh yeah oh absolutely i love them but that's i think why it's on instagram in social media it's it's easy to do super fan fiction and only on one level because you 
get the response that you're looking for, which is likes and comments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's complete for me. Yeah. It's like, f- completely forgettable. I, I was amused by the lighting on this one from above. That was, that was, and then I had to do some street lighting off the side. And so I was happy with the lighting on this one. Yeah, you should be. But, it's a fun picture, but but I can't. I just I would just scroll by it and think, okay, that's another picture that I don't really read or understand, and don't connect with because it's it's beautifully done. But I miss the point because I don't know the fan. And this is the 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 backside of fan fiction, isn't it? When you don't know the the storyline, you don't really connect to the the image. I, on your when you're talking to James, you, you crack me up because you don't know any of the stories or the mythology or who the characters are or any of that. And I honestly, I didn't know any of that either when I started. But I've I've trained myself, Christina. Mm-hmm. I actually educated myself. You think I should do that too? <laughs> now that's the fun part because I always get the right answers from James. He's so well, in, he's so well educated in this, these stories, and I love that. Yeah, I if I need an answer, I'll just go to my daughter. I'm like, what is this? Who is this? What what am I missing here? And there you go. It's good to have a resource. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm a failure at at true fan fiction, absolutely one hundred percent. You still you still see the advantages with fan fiction because you can actually use it in in a way to get what you need or get uh, uh, some sort of response uh, of the audience. I I'm curious about the image that you put in our little folder of the stormtrooper against walking away. He's in super short depth of field he's the only thing in focus he appears to be in standing water against a curb kind of a relaxed walking position not not a military i'm curious what what are you saying with this one because you got this great leading line of the curb going into the distance and it's sort of misty unknown he's totally centered which is kind of rare for you i'm just I'm wondering what what's going on here. Oh, this is uh, I th- when I prepared for this um, this episode, I thought of what images should I put in the folder to talk about, and then I thought about I did this huge project around stormtroopers. Uh, I kind of went I f- I fell in love with a stormtrooper. I fell in love with his shoes, and I fell in love with his helmet, and um, I kind of carried him around everywhere and during two years I did almost nothing else but taking picture of this stormtrooper coming back to the shoes coming back to the helmet and uh, most of the images in the first year was around kind of finding myself finding the light trying to learn how to what I really wanted to do with this trying to make jokes trying to do fan fiction trying to find that space that fan fiction is all around uh, the the space in between where the fiction has end and where the story a new story can begin I kind of try to find where where what story should I tell should I be funny should I be 
personal? Should I what 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 am I looking for? What I'm searching for? Where is the droids for me? And um, this is kind of a eureka moment for me during this project. So I put it in the folder to talk about what I found or what what I really realized when I did this image because and looking back on that project I realized I started much earlier doing that than this image I had this I had a friend and we had this big argument and I thought I actually lost my friend and I he, we kind of couldn't connect and I felt so alone and I felt so left behind so I decided I would comfort myself by doing images around my sadness and my feeling of being left behind. So this is actually this moment when I realise that I'm going telling stories around this stormtrooper, but it's all around me and my own feelings and what happens uh, in my own setting, in my own world. So... This is either I am standing behind the camera, but I, I, I'm still standing behind the camera here. And it's the story of me being left behind by this friend that I had this huge argument with and I couldn't connect with. Ah, that's beautiful. That's, and, and the image is beautiful. Uh, and it takes me back to the question that you asked at the beginning of the conversation, which is why do you do photography? And that's when you were telling your story, I'm like, that's why I do photography is because I work out my personal, whatever is going on in my life through my toys. And, and you see that in this image, the loneliness, the alone, the big world, the being left. Uh, I, so both of us fan fiction, I think heavily influenced by fan fiction, but we do not embrace fan fiction. Would that be? Yeah, I would say that. I, I wish. I, I, I wish, and because my starting point as a toy photographer were that I thought that I would become a fan fiction photographer. I thought that I would be the one telling the story about the stormtrooper in the time between the wars, or the time between the travels up and down to the Death Star. <laughs> but I realized somewhere in when I took this image in 2011, I'm not doing that. I'm telling the story that I need to tell. So I guess <laughs> fan fiction is something else. You have this third image of this uh, ice queen. And I thought of... Uh, Orsay Anderson and the story of the Ice Queen and then I th and then the war the the wargs from from the Hobbit. Tell me about it. Well, gee, Christina, who's the Ice Queen? Could it be me? Uh, that's a that's like that could that this could this could practically be a self portrait, really, honestly. Uh, cold. I I have what's referred to as a standing bitch face. I have a demeanor that does not invite people to come up and say hi how's it going it's just fine uh and, and uh maybe that the wargs are a defense my defenses there yeah i love this image i'm so happy with this i'm like what can i do with this guy 
something something bigger than than social media definitely yeah because i i saw i saw you wrote a blog post on the blog around this image and how you actually rebooted where you started with this image of the ice queen and with these two wargs uh, beside her and and then you had that second image in backlight I think and the third image and what I thought of when I looked at those were how you have changed the perspective in these images in the first image in 2016 I think the viewer actually looks down on the queen and she looks kind of small and oppressed and she doesn't have any really power she we are in control of that image and the second one we are more in the same level as her you can have no, some sort of neutral point of view but she's and looking then, right and the third in that second one though she's looking right at the camera but but it's softer and the 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 um, the light is kind of warm in that image if i remember correctly i don't have it in front of me and in and in the third image we are kind of looking we are beneath her and looking up on her and she isn't connecting to to she doesn't even have to look at us she's looking slightly beside where we are looking she doesn't even she's totally in control in this image and she's really stone cold you can't you can feel the cold in this image and you can feel her power and the wargs are much more active in the first one i believe they're looking they're pointing at her. But she is controlling them in this image. They are not in control anymore. They are, yeah. She is controlling the the wargs in this image. Yeah, they're 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 at her her at her mercy. She she doesn't even. They're obviously very angry, vicious, uh, powerful beasts, and she's like, ah, I don't, you're you're nothing to me. Yeah, and they're much more active in this one. I like their movement coming in towards her. I think it's a it's a difficult image to connect to. It's so cold. It's so hard. It's kind of it's edgy. I don't want to stay here. I want to go to a cozier place. Why do you want us me to feel that way? Why? I I well. It's... Are you angry? I. <laughs> <laughs> Christina, you know I'm angry. <laughs> that was not a fair question. <laughs> of course it was. Looking at the image, I feel the anger. God. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of anger right now. I'm working through it. And it will get better. I'm making changes. But yeah, I'm pretty pretty damn effing angry. Yeah, on a lot of levels. I also feel a lot of frustration in this image because of the 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 views in it the the warg on the left hand side is looking up on the queen and she's not connecting to him she's not connecting to me she's not co she's connecting to something out of the frame that i can't really know what it is and the other warg seems to have a totally different viewpoint it isn't the same as the queen's but it's something it isn't me it's something out of the frame as well. So it's a lot of views that I don't really know where to focus. Which one should I look at and which one should I actually fear? I like the chaos in the image. Yeah, me too. 
it's really well done but it's really frustrating as well because you actually evoke all those feelings as in me as a viewer well thank you i'm my job here is done i think it's a very difficult time to be a female individual in a western culture right now why I can only speak for the U.S., but I think the last couple of years have really brought a lot of issues to the forefront that just make change we thought was there isn't there. And I'm raising my daughter's 22, so I'm raising the next generation of leaders. And there's a lot of conversation around what what a woman has to do to to be seen. To, to have power and control and be respected by the 49% of the population that's not female. It's hard. It's a fine line. And it yeah. requires a lot of, of accommodation that shouldn't have to happen. It gets frustrating. Yeah, I can, I can feel that. I have the same frustration, but I express it in a totally different way. <laughs> And we've had this other discussion, which is what's it like to be an older female? And that's just, and I'm moving into that as well. And that's, that's, it's, that's a whole nother thing. I wasn't expecting that I'm grappling with as well. So it's just a, it's an interesting time. And it comes out, comes out in the photography. Yeah, of course it does. Of course it does. It should do. That's what, that's when photography actually means something, when you can use it for your own sake and actually evoke questions and feelings in the viewer. Yeah, I, I that's right. I mean, there's a the with toys in mind, which I really really love that hashtag because it really makes people grapple. I don't know. It doesn't make people. People can choose to do whatever the heck they want, but you you see a lot of the inner turmoil that people will use their toys to grapple with, which is just the darkness of life, the happiness, the strain, the drama, the unhappiness. I mean, it's just, I think toys are a wonderful tool. And you combine that with photography and documenting it and creating something and using that as a way to connect with other people so you don't feel so alone. Yeah. Oh my God, we've gotten so far away from our topic. What's our topic again, Christina? Fan fiction. <laughs> but how is this connected to fan fiction? Is it the Borgs and the Ice Queen? And how I connect her towards um, the one in uh, Jose Anderson, which I really like, but think is so sad because she's so totally alone. There's the there's that Ice Queen. There's the there's the Frozen version of it, and there's also just the the Ice Queen from Narnia. And yeah, yeah. it's a it's a reoccurring theme, isn't it? Women portrayed as Ice Queens, as as these stoic, unapproachable, beautiful, evil women. God, what the hell? You haven't thought about that, have you? <laughs> You could have done her in a warm to tone and you could have worked around that and made us want to embrace her. Or I can own it and say fine. Or you can say fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> Which I'm inclined to do the latter. Yeah, <laughs> I see that. 
Oh, and that is why we love toy photography, right? Yeah. Oh, at least I love photography because I, I don't do that much toy photography anymore. Toy, toys are so limited when you can use three people. <laughs> yeah, but then there's a whole nother layer that goes into using real people that is actually really amazing. I do remember looking back on the underwater and finding the models and choosing which ones I'm going to photograph and talking to them and, and then photographing them and realizing that through that experience, you are glimpsing a piece of their soul that, and especially in a, such an intimate situation that I had set up that they were revealing parts of themselves that they didn't even know they were revealing. And it was amazing. And obviously when you're photographing toys, you don't get that because you're photographing plastic. Yeah. But it, but maybe what happens for me is it takes the onus off of reflecting off of someone else. But I'm I have to dig into myself to bring those those emotions and that out. And which makes me think of your self portraits is I know that you photograph a lot of different people, your family, your friends, coworkers, but self portraits are the mainstay of what you do. And doesn't isn't that part of what you're doing as well, is revealing yourself through your self-portraits? Yeah, but I do that through the toys as well. In the last image that I put in the folder, it's also a self-portrait. It's me getting comfort by myself, being the one actually putting out the tears on that small stormtrooper because that's kind of... Uh, when I When I changed or when I left toy photography to do people photography I used myself as a model but I had only I have had started in the toys I only took the mask off the toy and put myself in front of the camera instead so it's kind of searching for myself I never would have read this image as you comforting yourself because honestly it was I was like oh here we are another father son image stormtrooper because that's how people almost always use these two different size toys together in that context. But knowing that it's you comforting yourself, yes, love it so much. But in, yeah, yeah, but but that is kind of how I, part of it I've used as this family images. I've used the, especially the power dynamics between the small stormtrooper and the big Stormtrooper. I'm really interested in the power demand dynamics between parents and children because they are kind of strange, um, and I wanted to portray that. Um, but in this image, it's actually more about myself being myself with myself, and I do that. If if you were to look through my um, my self portraits, you'll see I have a lot of these images: me myself embracing myself giving myself comfort by myself with my own hands in my own face really trying to get a connection with myself uh, that's I'm gonna have to go back and look at all those images again <laughs> but it makes me think that there that in lies the problem of playing in the world of fan fiction is when you do you are not only buying into the original 
intellectual property and the in, in the original storylines that these characters evolved from but you are also up against what the community has already the storylines that have already been created and that's a lot of uh, to, to push back against yeah but but when i did this image i did it in 2011 i was part of doing the storyline about the father and the son stormtrooper but by doing that i actually can hide my own myself you don't always want to show yourself to the audience you don't always want to reveal your own vulnerability yes and uh, by using fan fiction, you also can um, shield yourself. You don't have to show people that you're sad. You don't have to show people that you feel lonely. And you can pretend that you're only sweet. It's only sweet and everything is happening. You actually, it works really well in the setting of social media, setting of internet, where everything seems to be mediated and everything is happy and really soft and beautiful. And boring. Yeah, it can be boring, but it can also be beautiful and comforting people people like we, we usually talk about that when you talk about who you want to buy your images you say i want mothers to buy their images for their daughters to actually have strong women's on their walls and people kind of want to feel that there is a parent somewhere comforting the the small child in within and that is all it's it's okay I saw this um, post the other day from Brene Brown, and it's not fear that gets in the way of showing up, it's armor. It's the behaviors we use to self-protect. We can be afraid and brave at the same time. Yeah. It says, but the armor suffocates courage and cages our hearts. The goal is to create spaces where armor is neither necessary nor rewarded. Yeah. That's so true. You have to send me that quote or put it on, on the blog post. <laughs> With the stormtroopers, is so true. Yeah, they are. I mean, they are literally the visual embodiment of armor because yeah. they are only armor. Fan fiction. We use, we use it. <laughs> we use it. Even though we, we kind of um, use it to... It's a shortcut. Should we conclude that? Uh, well... My conclusion would be is I respect it in other people and I enjoy it when it's used well. I use it as a shortcut, but uh, I find it to be far, it's too much of a straitjacket for me. Would you say that a lot of toy photography is about fan fiction or yeah, is that just a shield to actually... Um, don't for the photographer don't to talk about the actual story they want to tell or i'm gonna go with the shield because i've read enough why statements on the blog that almost so many of them are about reconnecting with their childhood reconnecting with the toys they loved uh, or connecting with their children through the playing with the toys that that, that comes up so often that you can't Make me say that, that that somewhere those those people those photographers are not digging 
are using this as a as a as a way that it that fan fiction is an armor and a tool to allow them to access feelings and emotions that they have left buried. Yeah. Or we could ask them. We can let them actually comment on the blog. We want to know why if people do fan fiction because they love the storyline and they really want to connect and build their own universe around it or if they use fan fiction both to connect with the storyline they love and to actually tell stories about themselves okay maybe we should wrap this up because otherwise we will talk all day and i think we should say that we have come to some sort of end but we will be back uh, next week with another themed episode about what toy photography is it's been a great conversation so much to think about thank you christina thank you i'm the one who's supposed to say thank you to you thank you shelly for doing this with me thank you thank you i look forward to the next conversation christina bye bye Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also ask that you please leave us a five-star review. That'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore toy photographers underscore. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week.